Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 115 of Cephalon Squared. I am Cephalon Greg and as always I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. How bees you, good sir? Bees I good? Yes. Yes I bees good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Hi. Also bees relatively good. Hi. That's good. <laughs> Hi sir. Hi, sir. So hi. Yes. Yes. 115 episodes. Here we are. Crikey. Woof. Crikey Moses. Um, but the important thing that people want to hear every time the episode starts, of course, because it's really important, particularly to our listeners all around the world, <laughs> weather rambles. Now for your favorite segment featuring Cephalin Greg and Cephalin Lucas as they ramble their way through... You guessed it. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Radio, so kicking things off here in the little city of Ipswich. It is currently 26 degrees Celsius with a 12% humidity. It's kind of nice. It's kind of comfortable. It's kind of cool. Weather's been weird here lately. Yesterday was freezing. Like, I actually had a jumper on yesterday and, and it was it was weird. It was like, okay. We're going backwards in, into into winter now. I don't know. Anyways, weird, weird temperature. Temperature weird. Yep, all things weird. <laughs> so that's 78 degrees Fahrenheit, which is actually quite nice for you, but you must have been cold yesterday. So well, down here in Melbourne, it's 15 degrees, 59 degrees Fahrenheit and 45% humidity. Apparently, it's supposed to be 27 on Friday this week. So we're doing the same thing. Yesterday was freezing as Apparently, it even snowed in Ballarat, which is an hour's drive from where I am. Wow. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> Weather. Yeah. But the spring spring always does weird things, particularly in Melbourne. Less so in Queensland. It's usually more stable in your usually, side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. There. It was it was kind of chilly. You had it that the wind yesterday had a very uh peculiar bite to it. Ooh, peculiar. Yes. Yes. Indeed. All right. Fair enough. Nice. Weird. Yeah. So what'd you get up to with regards to video gaming and stuff this week? All right. So video gaming and stuff this week, of course, I've been doing a little bit of little, little, little smidgen of Warframe. And of course, um, did the stream last night, which was all by my lonesome. And it was not really much of a, a gameplay stream. It was more of a, uh, what do you call it? Like more more tutorial than anything, really. Okay. I, I just nice. it was kind of it was kind of interesting, different pace. Um, actually, spent the first hour just going through dojo stuff with a couple of the viewers, um, showing off the uh, my own personal uh, obstacle course that I built, the the firing range on the PC in the PC dojo, and banished. Of course, mentioned that that's like the closest thing we've seen yet to uh, Warframe Maker, and we need more. <laughs> Yes, I completely agree. Warframe Maker, we need it. Um, and then after that, you know, Zephyr kind of came out and I, I kind of went over her new build that I've done with her. And a few people actually, quite a few people um, jumped in and asked for the build specifically. And so, yeah, it was more of a, more of a Q&A and, uh, you know, showing off some dojo stuff. It was a bit interesting. Nice. So you actually played with Zephyr. Fuck. Whoa, I know. It? So, so freaking weird. So freaking weird. Uh, but apart from that, Steam this week decided to tell me that uh, the last game on my wish list was on sale. And of course I bought it. I love this game so damn much. I now have on PC Code Vein. And oh, playing this game again is just so damn good. I love this game so much. I'm actually going to be streaming it. This is specifically the reason why I got it on PC, so I can start streaming at some stage. Uh, so check out my channel, Silverlight, on Twitch. Um, yeah, I'll be streaming that at some point. God, I love that game. Yeah, nice, nice. And keep in mind that it's Silver, S-I-L-V-R underscore L-G-H-T. That's the one. On Twitch, not just straight Silverlight. Um, yeah, cool. Nice. 
Nice. It was a busy week for me, which is one of the reasons I wasn't online at all over the weekend. Because, yeah, just being a dad this weekend and spending some time with the kids was really good. Uh, So I didn't really play any games over the last couple of days. Which means I haven't really played any Warframe since last week. Um, yeah, just haven't had a chance. <laughs> haven't gotten around to it, so I need to pull my finger out of my ass because I still haven't even unlocked the helmet segment. <sighs> uh, I'm falling far behind again, so I've got to I've got to get on top of that. But what I did do is I was invited to a Raid Shadow Legends Discord, so I decided to join, and the guys there have really been helping me out, and I've been playing a fair bit of Raid just because it's something you can do passively. And yeah, I'm progressing there and I'm really enjoying it again. So that's awesome. Uh, but the one thing that I've really been getting into this week is VR. Now, I've been interested in VR because I have a PSVR, but I find the PSVR is a little bit sort of, it was, it's not a half-assed attempt, but it wasn't as good as the rest of the stuff that was on the market. And now Oculus, which of course is owned by Facebook, think of that, whatever you will has just released their Oculus Quest 2, which is targeted as being basically mainstream VR, wireless, all-in-one, no need for a computer. But if you want to, you can still plug it into your computer and play those kick-ass games. So I'm sold. It's only 300 US bucks. I bought it and I've spent this entire week researching (laughs) (laughs) all the games that I want to play on it and all that stuff. So I've been sort of, yeah, stuck in my own head a little bit this week. Which, you know, it's okay to do that every once in a while, but yeah, I need to play some Warframe at some point, Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> you've just kind of put an idea in my head. Warframe VR when? Well, you can. <laughs> so that's the interesting thing Ooh, about it. You, you, you can actually can. download a program on it called Virtual Desktop, which allows you to stream your desktop from your PC to your headset, and you can do whatever you're doing on your PC on your headset. So, yeah. I think you just sold me. (laughs) You can play Warframe, you can watch videos, you can do anything you like on your headset. Warframe VR. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So, I mean, there'll be a little bit of of latency because it's it's got a stream. But apparently when you're playing games, just ordinary games on your PC over the wireless, it works pretty well. When you're playing VR over wireless, apparently that's got too much latency or it's okay, but not... Uh, ideal so they're still working on making wireless vr games playable but i mean shit how good's that that's pretty damn good so i'm sold i've been so i I bought it the day it came out (laughs) it's just waiting for a damn thing to get delivered so there you go just keep an eye out for vr squared (laughs) vr squared (laughs) coming to you in the future uh dickheads (laughs) it's <laughs> still Cephalon Squared. We're just going virtual reality. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Same thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, back to back to Warframe. Um, now, this week, there was a bit of news, which is good, but not much really happened. The game is sort of just progressing as it is and, and little bits of fixes still happening here and there. Nothing massive was released for it. So uh, we did a little bit of thinking and uh, we've got a topic that we actually pulled out of our discord so we're going to talk about that this week we'll get around to that plus we've got beginner and advanced topics as usual so hopefully this is as good as all the other episodes that we hope have also been good with something new so and yes look look forward to that new segment Mm, i wonder Mm -hmm. what it could be i wonder (laughs) all righty so news (laughs) That's it. That's the new segment. No. <laughs> no. Same old segment. You want to kick it off? I will indubitably. All right. So starting off, we have the Avia Prime sign. Dana is now available via the Twitch Prime. Uh, so that is a thing. Um, if you if you got your Warframe account hooked up to your Twitch account and you've got Twitch Prime, then claim that sign Dana. It looks pretty. It's a pretty nice sign Dana. Yes, it's... Um it's called Prime, Prime Gaming now too, not just Twitch Prime. I know I put the notes in there, but I guess we've got to start being accurate at some point. Do we though? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it, it, it's it's still it's still kind of Twitch Prime, Prime it Gaming, is. Twitch Prime. It's yeah, it's still part of the same thing. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Anyway, <laughs> Ember and Frost Prime 
are unvolting on September 29th. That's Tuesday, US time. It'll be Wednesday here for us in Australia. ANZ, and this means that Nova and Trinity Prime will be headed back into the vault on the same day. So note that DE did mention they know the community wants new stuff to be unvaulted, but because they have been back-to-back with uh, releases and uh, stuck in uh, isolation, it has been a little bit tricky to get on top of this, so they are going to be getting on top of that for the next round of unvaulting, so keep that in mind. But Ember and Frost Prime are pretty cool, especially now that Ember's had a rework. Yeah. And once they're released, oh, they are getting released this Tuesday. Next week, we'll go over what's in the pack. Yay. Let's do that next week. We will. Yeah. Next up, changes were announced for Helmet's Bile Resources. Players will now be able to use anti-serum fragments, javelock capacitors, and nav coordinates in the creation of Bile, and the Railjack resource requirements have been decreased. To compensate those that have both Railjack and Helminth unlocked, will receive a Railjack resource bundle. It's now available on PC, but coming soon to consoles. Changes are good. Good changes. Yeah, that is good. I mean, particularly on PS4, I've got a, a fuck ton, I think, is the amount that I've got of Javelock capacitors and nav coordinates. <laughs> so uh, I don't even know how many anti-serum fragments because I've never looked it up. Now I think, I've, don't really I think I've sold... My anti-serum fragments. <laughs> I might have as well. There was something you could sell them for. Yeah, credits. Just credits? <laughs> yeah. Was it just credits? It was just credits. Damn. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw mine as well. But anyway, we've got other stuff. Good. Bile was a pain in the ass. Apparently. I wouldn't know. <laughs> bum, bum. Bum, bum. All right. Next up. After all of the hullabaloo around Mark for Death and the changes that were made, the team has announced some more changes to address some of these concerns. So people were cracking the shits that the damage had decreased and they nerfed it into the ground. Oh my god! But they are going to increase the damage slightly. So now it will start at 65% unmodded and it'll cap out with damage strength, with strength, ability strength, can't English at 150%. And let's face it, it was already still pretty good anyway. Stop complaining, people. Jeez. Yeah, stop complaining. (laughs) Shaking my fist. The world's hard enough as it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And last little bit of news. Uh, First part of Tenogen Round 19 expected to hit PC later this week, possibly on the same date as the Ember and Frost Prime unvaulting. Ooh, excitement in years. So you can spend even more money. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, money. My wallet's already hating me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. But I'll still spend money. Now, I mean, shit, I just bought a PS5 and an Oculus Quest. So, yeah. (laughs) My wallet hates me a lot. But I did see during the week that someone was wondering why on PC people have to spend real world money on... um, certain items and it should be made clear that Tenogen on PC you can only buy from Steam and you can only buy them with real world money now the reason you can't do that on the consoles is because it all gets too difficult to figure out where everything gets split and to keep it within the the console it's easier to offer it as platinum but it's the same reason why discounts are never applied to Tenogen in the market. So on PC, you have to buy them using real world dollars. On um, console, you can't use any ten- any platinum that you're given for free. So if you win a prize from DE or from us or something like that, you're unable to use that because it was um, gifted platinum. But of course, if you're traded platinum, that's real platinum. So you can use that. So you can't use any gifted platinum on Tenogen and you can't use any discounts on Tenogen as well. So same kind of thing. In the end, you are using real world money, but on PC, it's actual real world money. Yeah. And consults converted. Yeah. So just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. The more you know. All right. On to our discussion. So... This one came up. It was an interesting little topic that popped up in the podcast question time this week. And it actually comes from Surf Globe, who we're doubling up on this week because he's also got um, 
a request in Dr. Cephalon. So go Surf Globe. Now, Surf Globe said, is it point, is there any point in modding your companions for damage? Are companions even useful? What the hell, companions? So <laughs> basically, I took the comment and watered it down to that one single question. Are companions useful? As you get higher in the game, they don't do as much damage against higher level enemies. So what's the point? And then they die and you just got to keep reviving them. Blah, 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 blah. So I thought I would pose this question to you and to myself. Hi, me. Hi, Lucas. <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts? Are companions useful? Uh, the short end of it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very there you go. That's useful. the answer. There we go. We've had our discussion. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are they useful? Why? Why are companions useful? All right. Well, you look at you look at the companions now. We've I've personally looked at a lot of the companions over the recent uh, hundred or so episodes, uh, even dating back to, I think it was episode two, where we talked about um, the synergy between uh, Link, the Link companion mods and your Warframe's health, armor, and shield. He did too. How do you remember that? It, it was the second episode. <laughs> it's hard not to remember the first couple. <laughs> I can't remember any of them. But then again, I can barely remember my own name these days. <laughs> old man. I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I've I've been uh, pretty much saying right from the get-go that companions are very useful. They do have a use in the game. Uh, you look at some of the, the previous episodes where I've gone over their set mods or specifically the companions themselves, i.e. looking at the last two weeks of the, the new infested companions uh, offered up on Deimos. Uh, and they're, they definitely do have a place to be useful. Um, if you're looking at the newer ones, you do have the, the Volpa Filer. They kind of cancel out that whole, they die, you have to revive them thing. Uh, mm. and they get bonuses for dying. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, laughable. Other companions, you know, each, each species of, uh, each subspecies of companion kind of has a, a particular focus that they, can go with so really it comes down to your play style of as to what kind of companion you want and how that ties in well with your particular game style yeah i think that's a good point because every single whether it's a, a sentinel a kubro a cavat a vulpophila a moa a predacite is there anything i've missed nope i think you actually got them all well done wow <laughs> So regardless of, of what it is, they all have their own different abilities. You know, the Smita Kavats, for example, they have their charm ability, and that's pretty damn useful. I love my Helminth Charger. That is one I missed, but I guess it's basically a Kubra. It's, it's a Kubra. It's infested Kubra. Yeah. So <laughs> I love, I absolutely love my Helminth Charger, especially when I use it with those Link Companion mods. Yeah. Because I can put him with a Naros or something and just make him a beast. Or um, flip him out uh, and use Link Shields and put him with Hildren and still a beast. So, and, you know, actually a beast too, because it's a beast companion. But <laughs> So, I mean, it is hard to, I think it is hard to, without really looking at everything and making sure that you've got all of the appropriate companion mods... It is hard to mod for them and to build for them so that they do have a lot of survivability, especially in those higher tiers. They will go down fairly frequently, but if you are clever with them and you do pay attention to what frame you're using and make sure you're using the right combination of mods, you can get them to last a fair while. Uh, mine on PC are shit because I don't have the right mods, <laughs> but mine on PS4 are pretty good. Especially my Helmuth Charger, because that's what I put the most attention into. Some of the others, not so much. But my Sentinels are really strong. So, you know, it really does come down to to making sure you've got all the right mods and, and doing all of that work. The other thing is, and this is the probably the more difficult part, to get a companion into really good shape, you've got to former those babies. Yes. You absolutely have to. And you have to former them a lot. 
that's probably what puts a lot of people behind and it might be surf globe why you were struggling with getting a lot of damage or getting a lot of survivability onto your particular companion because well you need to mod the shit out of them that yeah. form of the shit out of them yes I feel like, in particular, the two the two new companions introduced, the Predecite and the Vulpophila, they've kind of scaled up the the rate at what they at which they level, so that mm. makes it a hell of a lot easier. Like I was actually, so this actually comes down to another use for companions as well. Uh, but I've my newest companion, my new Predecite that I've uh, justfully named um, Token. Uh, can't be a very funny joke if you can't remember it, Lucas. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no, I, I, what is that damn thing's name? Anywho, doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, new new companion I've made up. It's so far got six uh, six former into it. It's you know the whole purpose of this thing is to accumulate former just so I can sell it off later for a shit ton of sun tokens. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm doing. Like three rounds in a uh, in a uh, elite sanctuary onslaught, and he's going from zero to thirty in those three rounds. Like it's taking no oh, time wow. to level him up at all. So I'm just I'm, I'm if I really wanted to, I could probably smash out like six former in an hour. Easy does not take long. Wow, yeah, that's interesting because yeah. one of the things that stopped me for so long from actually formatting my companions is that it took so damn fucking long. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, but it does seem like that what they've done with these new companions is that they actually kind of made it, they've kind of like balanced out the, the affinity gain for them and made it a hell of a lot smoother. Mm. Previously, I believe it was for, if you're looking at the older companions, I'm pretty sure it's the companions have to acquire the, uh, standing them, not the standing, the affinity themselves. So they actually have to participate in the brawl and gain the affinity that way. But this time around, it's just kind of like they leech off whatever you get. Mm. Mm, yes, yes. But anyways, going off, going off topic a bit there. Companions, slightly. usefulness. Yeah, slightly. Companions, usefulness. Yes, very useful. As mentioned, each one does a different thing. So uh, actually, nice little story, you know, roll back. About when? When did when did um, arbitrations get released? That was like two years ago, year and a half, two years. Yeah, yeah. Year, year and a half, two years ago. Anyways, back when arbitrations were first dropped, Greg and myself decided on our PlayStation accounts we we're going to do some arbitrations. Uh, I was running Baruch at the time with my um, Adaza Kavat, good old Critty Kitty, and the only reason why we actually managed to to complete the arbitration that we were in at this particular time and survive and receive all the, the bountiful rewards was because of my damn cat. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Brooke was getting very low on health. I was actually quite proud of my particular Brooke build, but health was getting really low. Greg was already dead. We were like 30 seconds away from the 10-minute mark, and I swear I hit- one HP. I hit one HP. <laughs> you did too. You did. Absolutely <laughs> did. I remember that. And then my cavat comes in and of course I put on the lifesteal uh, mod to my cat. So she, so cat came in, swiped an enemy. Next thing you know, my health's back up to freaking full and yeah. quickly smash out the rest of the mission, leave, and we get our reward. And it was awesome. And we literally got saved by my cat. So if anyone, if anyone says companions are not useful- Wrong. <laughs> that, that was, um, I think, probably the first time we even went into arbitrations. I think we we were going on thinking our balls were too big. <laughs> we got big balls. We can do whatever the hell we want. We use whatever. I can't remember who I used that first time because every time after that, I just used Nidus. <laughs> I feel like it might have been Valkyr. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was Valkyr. I was thinking, yeah, she, she's got an unlimited life, but the energy just wasn't dropping. Nope, energy wasn't dropping, but your life certainly was. Yeah, <laughs> certainly did. Uh, I just kept going down, and it was painful. But yeah, you're a hundred percent right. So, yeah, back onto companions. What? Let's go to personal opinions now. Mm -hmm. Of the types of companions, what do you like? What do you dislike? For example, I think mowers are fairly useless. I completely agree. 
<laughs> I mean, mowers, mowers, of course, do have their place. You know, they're they're one of the only two types of companions that can harness uh, the weapons, a, yeah. a yeah a weapon. You know, something that can shoot a distance, which is good. You know, they're they're long range companions, and that's that's great. You know, you you want sometimes you want something that's got a little bit of extra reach on it. But apart from that, they are not really my thing. Like, I don't I don't like the robots. I'm a big fan of the robots. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I am a fan of Sentinels, though. Oh, Sentinels. Yeah, fantastic. Love the Sentinels. In fact, like, as we've mentioned in, I think, last week's episode, I still use Taxon from time to time. Hmm. Like, Taxon's great. Who doesn't want Overshield granted them and, and you know, having the enemies slow down by freaking icy cold beams of laziness? Like- <laughs> It's awesome. It it works. It's it's nice. It absolutely works. Yeah. <laughs> um. There there are clearly some people that still love the Helios from time to time because they can't be fucked scanning things, and I I completely agree. You know, you, sometimes you really just can't be bothered pulling out your scanner to take a a scan of that new enemy that's being introduced. And you're just like, yeah, absolutely need to get back on the Helios game. <laughs> <laughs> AFK scanning, it's fine, yes. whatever. Um, you know, some people swear by the um, what's that other one? The 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 shade. Not the shade. Oh, uh, no. Carrier? Carrier? Carrier. 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 Prime. Yeah, Carrier and Prime. Carrier Prime. Bullet capacity. So yeah. have got more ammo. Some people swear by that. Honestly, I don't I don't like that one. That one is just kind of meh. Yeah. Well, depends on what weapons you're using, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, Worm was my go-to because I it's supposedly the, the higher damage uh, Sentinel, um, but you've also got Death Cube. Um, and who doesn't want to play with fine. a freaking Sentinel whose name is Death Cube, for God's sake? Yeah, exactly. Exactly Plus right. The worm just looks like a slimy dragon following flo- yeah, you around. It's, it's like it's like it, yeah, it's the coolest thing ever. Uh, and then, of course, you've got like the more utensil utensil based <laughs> one, the, the Oxalus. Yeah, utility Oxalus. Oxalus sounds right, but it also sounds wrong at the same time. Yeah, it is the Oxalus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one you get from Fortuna that can basically highlight uh, fish in the water and you know spots on the map for you to find um, any kind of life. Yeah, those things. Flora and fauna. Flora fauna. Yeah, that one. Um, that's a fantastic sentinel for open worlds. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. In yeah. fact, if you're not, if you're going out and doing uh, fishing and you don't have fishing. that thing running, then you're an idiot for one, uh, and you need to get your hand on this thing because it really, really freaking helps. Get your um, hand off it, Lucas. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's Sentinels, that's mowers. They're kind of like the off to the side. That yeah, they're kind of like everything but crappy at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, no, yes, no. No, um, Kubros. Mm, Kubros f- are fairly useless. Kubros are fairly useless, yeah. I feel like there's just too much variety with the Kubros. Uh, there's only, like, maybe two or three of the subspecies in Kubros that are actually useful. Mm. Maybe. Um, yeah, there's, what, five, six? Chesser is, is a top-notch one. Chesser's great, yeah. Everyone needs to get themselves a chesser because the chesser can literally just like walk over in an area, dig in the ground, and boom, resources. Yeah, I think there's two. <laughs> there's two main Kubros, the chesser and can't remember the other one that really have good utility. Yeah, but of the rest, mm, nah, nah, not not so good. Especially when you consider there's only two Kavat types and three. both of them are good. There's three. Three. Yeah. The it's a vampire kitty. Oh, vampire kitty, of course. I forgot yeah, about that. Vampire, vampire, vampire kitty. Vampire kitty. Um, is the vampire kitty useless? useful? I haven't even- haven't The vampire kitty is actually pretty useful. Like, I don't okay. personally have one myself, but just looking at the, the mods that comes with it, it is pretty damn useful. It's, uh, its whole thing is basically uh, keeping itself alive and keeping the player alive. It's, hmm. it, it's more of a survivability companion, and I think that is pretty damn good. Kvats in good. general- African amazing. Uh, as much yeah. as I'm a dog person, it hurts me to, have to <laughs> prefer cats, but it's true. 
Yeah, so you got the Adaza Kavat, which is Critty Kitty. You got the Smeeter, which is your freaking random buffs to get random freaking like- <laughs> Your luck kitty. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, luck, luck kitty. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to get additional loot for the, the next freaking two minutes. And that's just awesome. Or, you know, <laughs> whatever other random buff it gives. It just has a whole slew of random buffs that it just randomly goes, okay, now you can have this one. Or you can have this one. It's like someone's sitting in the back just going, okay, spin the wheel. What's it going to land on? It's a pretty good companion. I, I do. I must say it's a pretty good one, um, especially for farming. If you're doing farming, you definitely want to have that thing on you. So if you, you're lucky enough to get those resource boosting buffs, then yeah, it's Absolutely. you'd be glad you you'd be glad it's there because it's it's buff tastic too. The resource buff buff tastic. They're they're not just times two. Mm, <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous, glorious goodness. Um, looking at the newer companions, the Predacite and the uh, Vulpophila, I love love the Vulpophila. The Vulpophila have have basically stolen um, the spotlight for me when it comes to companions. The fact that they literally cannot die is yeah. amazing, and even the most basic of them, the the Sly Vulpophila, it has just. <laughs> oh, it's got a fucking, like, over-the-top, completely bullshit ability of, hey, cool, now you've got ev- uh, increased evasiveness. <laughs> okay, and even when it dies, you kill an enemy, more evasiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, the Vulpophilas oh. are, are really good, and the fact that they don't die, I mean, they do, te- technically they die and they turn into a bloody- um They turn into a sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> they turn into a sentinel for a bit, and then they turn back into a vulpophila. That is what differentiates them from the predacite, and that's what separates them completely. Like, it just leaves the predacites back in the dust. It almost leaves everything in the dust. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Except for gin. Yeah. <laughs> the predacites have some interesting abilities, but nothing compares to- Infinite the Vulpophila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foxes for days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. So, yeah, I think, I think hopefully we've been able to convince you that, yeah, modding your companions is super important and your companions are really, really, really key and there are some great ones out there. Is there anything else you want to say in regards to companions, Lucas? Get yourself a companion. It doesn't matter what type it is. Uh, work your way through the different types if you really need to. And I guarantee you will eventually find one or maybe even a few that you just look at and think, this fits my play style perfectly. And if not, well, I'm guaranteed D will release some more down the road and you'll find something <laughs> eventually. Absolutely. Lucas has done the Sentinel Showcase, a Moa Showcase. He's gone over all of the Kavats, all of the- All the Kubros. Kubros, all, all the of the Predacites, <laughs> and all of the Vulpophilas in previous episodes. So if you do want to go out and find the perfect companion for you, go look for those episodes and, yeah, check them out, listen to them, find that that perfect companion for you. I think the only one I haven't done there. is probably the Vampire Kitty. It's yeah, probably that's the true. only one, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, look forward to the Vampire Kitty in a future episode. There you go. <laughs> I just found you a new advanced topic, Lucas. <laughs> just so everyone out there knows, the advanced topic is typically the one we struggle with most. Yeah. <laughs> we've done so many topics. Even the so beginner topic topics. I struggle with as well these days, but taking advanced out is some even of harder. The, taking out some of the episodes that didn't have advanced or beginner topics, we've probably done roughly about 95 yeah. Advanced topics, roughly. Exactly. It's quite a lot. <sighs> a Good lot. job, Lucas. Topics. <laughs> anyway. Hard work. Speaking of beginner and advanced topics, it is time for that right now. <laughs> so, the beginner topic for this week is related to the discussion that we've just had, and it is in regards to mining. You'll understand why I said it's related to the topic when I get to it. so what is mining how do you do it most of this is relatively simple most of you out there should already know this but i'm sure there's some beginners out there who either haven't started mining don't know why they should mining or or don't know why they should mining yeah or don't know (laughs) how to go about it so i'm gonna talk about it 
Mining is done on all three of the open worlds. That's the only place that you can do mining open worlds. So the Orb Valis, Plains of Eidolon, and Cambian Drift. In order to mine, you need to have a mining tool. So there's the Nosum Cutter. There's three variants, the plain old standard Nosum Cutter. There's a fused Nosum Cutter and the advanced Nosum Cutter. And all three of these are available from Old Man Sumbart, the uh, gem dude in Cetus. Uh, the first one is 500 standing at rank zero. So that's nice and easy to get, very cheap in terms of standing, but it's a shitty tool let's be honest <laughs> the fused version is 750 standing available at rank two damn it and the, th- the advanced version is a thousand standing available at rank four and that's an absolute pain in the ass the advanced is of course the best of the cutter varieties but the absolute best tool out there is the sunpoint plasma drill which is available from Smokefinger in fortuna for 2,500 standing at rank zero. So my advice is if you're looking to mine, go to Fortuna, do some shit on the Orb Valis, get 2,500 standing and go to Smokefinger in Fortuna and grab the Sunpoint Plasma Drill. There's no point in wasting your time with the Nosum Cutters. Get the best, forget the rest. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Lucas, he's uh, he's my phrase man. (laughs) Anyway, make sure you equip it to your gear wheel or you won't be able to use it. That's a good tip. So go to the planes or go to Orb Valis, go wherever, equip it. And when you're aiming down the sights, listen for beeping sounds. This will indicate that mining is available nearby. Provided you have the advanced nostrum or the sunpoint plasma, these will also show on your mini map when you have the device equipped. Okay, so you'll see a little gem shape on your minimap, and there'll also be an arrow pointing up or down if it is higher or lower than your uh, position in verticality. If there's no arrow, it means it's on about the same level that you are on. So that's another good tip for you. (laughs) While you're out there looking for these things, what do you need to look for? You need to look for veins in the stone. On the plains and the orb valis, you'll be looking for red veins, which is ore or blue veins, which are gems. On the Cambian Drift, these are yellow veins for ore, and light blue, or as they call it, teal veins, which are gems in Cambian Drift. Once you find them, you will whip out your tool, for want of a better term, and complete the minigame. If you're struggling to find them, note you can see a faint diamond shape which is recently added and that is highlighting a vein if you're within sight of them so if you're struggling to see them keep an eye out for a faint triangle as well so what is the mini game when you're looking down the sights you will see up to three blue spots there might be one there might be two or three no more never no less well definitely less One to three. Highlight one and hold down the fire button. This will bring up a gauge, which will fill as you hold that button. There'll be a section highlighted between large white brackets. The aim is to try and, because it's it's basically a heat gauge, and as it fills up, it's getting hotter. The aim is to try and get that heat gauge to the direct middle between those right brackets. When you get there, let go of the fire button to complete that node and repeat it for the others if there are others. How accurate you are at getting in the exact center of those brackets will determine the quantity and the rarity of the materials gained. Keep an eye out for a smaller set of brackets as well. That small set of brackets uh, gives you added bonuses. So if you manage to release the fire button with perfect timing and you get it in that little set, uh, small zone, you'll get a bonus gem, even if you're mining ore veins. That's pretty nice. And it's why is it nice? Because it's useful for Nightwave. You have to go and get rare gems. So look for those little things. There are calculations that you can use to determine the outcome based on if you're looking down the site and you're seeing the um, the GUI, you'll see at the top of the screen there's five shadowy gems. And as you unlock the nodes, it will fill up with yellow gems. And that's basically showing how accurate you've been. 
that will also tell you how many gems you're going to get as a reward. But because it depends on your accuracy and the type of resource, I don't think there's any point in really knowing that. So I'm not going to cover it here. If you're really keen on knowing that and you just love knowing about numbers, it's detailed in full on the wiki. So go check it out there. However, resource boosters will double the outcome, as you would expect. And the Smita Kavat, as we were discussing, the Smita Kavat's charm precept can also affect the outcome with even greater results than the resource booster, depending on how good your RNG is. And both of these can stack on each other. So keep that in mind. The Smita Kavat is your friend when mining to a degree. And I'll get back to that. Also note that the Sunpoint Plasma is upgradable. There are two widgets that are available from Smokefinger. Both cost 30,000 standing at Solaris United rank 5. So that's pretty high. But once you're at rank 5, you don't need to use your standing for anything else. So you may as well grab them. There's a range widget, which increases the range. Duh. And there's a silencer, which um, makes it silent. So you're less likely to be bothered by enemies when mining. So that's pretty good. Now, the Sunpoint Plasma is the only one that's upgradable. Oh, so that's why it's better than the others. And it's just better in general. What is mining good for? Well, whatever you get from mining, you can sell at the local hub. For standing, of course. Or you can use them to create resources and therefore build cool stuff in your foundry. These are generally required for all of the fun stuff you might want to build, including Zors, kick guns, mowers, Necromex, you name it. It's, it's, it's required so don't trade them all in fact if you it's probably better to trade fish here are some tips personally i don't like bringing a companion if you just want to mine they always get in the way always get in the friggin way and they love to avert alert enemies they're such a pain in the ass so the smita kavat can give you more resources as a result but it'll also stand right on top of the thing you're trying to fucking Aim at. Bust. Anyway, if you need a specific gem to build something and you have platinum, don't forget to check the gem vendor because they might have them on sale. If you're really keen, that is. It's usually about 20 platinum or something for 5 or 10 of each of those things. So don't spend your, pla spend your platinum if you don't have to. But if you're really, really desperate, it's possible that it can help you out. Now, the secondary fire button can also be used to zoom when you're looking down the sights if you need it. The colors used for the cutter drill itself and the beam is determined by your warframe colors and your energy color. I didn't know that until I was doing the research for this, so that's cool. You need either the advanced or the sunpoint plasma to get specific gems, and there's two specific gems that you can't get unless you have the sunpoint plasma. So again, just go get the sunpoint plasma drill. I'm not sure we've said that enough. Go get the sunpoint plasma drill. Resource drop chance, uh, chance booster does actually infect the number of veins in the environment, so more will spawn. So that's cool too. Avara is useful for mining. You can use her dash wire to collect difficult veins, and you can use her invisibility if you don't want to be annoyed, but you do need the silencer widget as the drill or cutter will alarm nearby enemies when it's used. Titania is also useful as she can use the cutter or the drill while in razor wing mode. Hmm. Didn't know that. I tend to like mining in caves. There's more veins there, generally, and you're less likely to be annoyed. Good tips are good. When you load directly into Cambian Drift from your orbiter, the initial area has a bunch of veins and no enemies, so mine away thanks to Cannibal Kiwi. <laughs> Cephalon Kiwi. Whatever he calls himself these days. Killer Kiwi. He loves it. <laughs> so mine away. Otherwise, Cambian Drift can be a pain in the butt. Yellow was not a good choice for the ores as so much friggin' yellow is used in the environment. It's hard to see the goddamn veins. <sighs> Plus, they can also be hidden within the <clears throat> fleshy areas. So keep that in mind. Anything else you want to say about mining? 
Lucas. Uh, one thing. If you are one of the individuals that are ignoring the fact that we keep saying just get the sun point plasma drill and you end up getting your hands on one of the cutters, the, uh, the biggest reason why the cutters are inferior to the plasma drill is because the minigame changes and instead it's trace that shape. I'm pretty sure they got rid of trace that shape, didn't they? Did, nah, I'm pretty sure it's still trace that shape for the, the cutters. Hmm. Well, in that case, yeah, trace that shape sucks. But I thought yeah. they got rid of trace that shape because it sucked. But either way, if they didn't, then yeah, avoid that with all your ability to avoid things. If it has been removed from the game, praise whatever deity you worship. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. On to the advanced topic. Advanced topic. All right, cool. So new open world means new set mods. And I must say for a change, these sets appear to me as having more beneficial individual buffs than the set bonus. This is far from being a bad thing as looking at the set bonus for what it is, a bonus. So today we explore the first of the new sets, the Carnus set. The set bonus, so right off to where we like to start with these set showcases, we shall start with the set bonus, which for the Karna set ties into the use of heavy melee attacks. By killing an enemy with a heavy attack, you will receive a 30% evasion and immunity to status effects lasting for 6 seconds. I know, the duration of the buff seems to kill off any desire to run this set, and this is exactly what I was getting at when I'm saying the individual stats are the reason you want to run this set. However, if you're a fan of specific melee weapons like gun blades or the new war fans that have mechanics that basically demand the constant use of heavy attacks, this buff will actually be nice and constant for you. Carnus Carapace is the first mod we will look at, and this mod fits nicely upon your Warframe having a simple individual stat. This mod will increase armor by 60% and health by 90%. Very simple and already more incentivizing to use, not looking at the bonus. This mod can be rewarded from Necrolist Bounties of level 25 to 30, or can be dropped at a 2.21% chance from the Deimos Carnus Rex. Carnus Mandible is the next on the list, suited perfectly for melee weapons and grants 90% increase to slash damage and followed up with a 60% increase to status chance. Also offered as a reward from Necrolist Bounties of level 25 to 30 or dropped at the much higher percentile of 7.59% from the Deimos Carnus Rex. And lastly, we have the Carnus Stinger. This mod is for secondary weapons, and you might notice a pattern here. Carnus Stinger grants secondary weapons a 90% increase to slash damage, right alongside its 60% increase to status chance. Now, this is the rarest of the three, and can be shown easily in the fact that it can also be rewarded from the Necrolisk bounties of level 25 to 30 variety. But if you want this mod to drop from the Carnus Rex like the rest, then you are looking at a drop weight of 0.20 percentile. So best of luck to you. And that does it. The Carnus set in all of its simplicity. The stats of these mods are honestly much more balanced than previous mod sets, simply because the bonus this time around is exactly what it's supposed to be. A bonus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, these these new sets that came with Cambian Drift, or Heart of Demos, whatever you want to say, are some of the best mods in the game. Like, they're, yeah. they're big game changers. There, there were no uh, IPS status mods in the game. There were only... Uh, elemental status mods and now you're going to you're getting slash plus status uh and that's absolutely fantastic plus armor and health ah so yeah it's really good really changed up the um the ability for you to to mod and actually i think makes it even more difficult for people out there to make meta builds because now there's so many different options so i love it it's good. Good things are good. Good things are good. You're correct, Lucas. Yes, yes, yes. It's an accurate thing. All right. So where are we up to? All right. Next up is Community Color. Beautiful. 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 Probably require some uh, editing, but Maybe. beautiful. Still beautiful. <laughs> All right. Introduce. 
we promised a new thing and, you know, we like to deliver these new things. So show us your new thing. New thing being shown off. Thank you to our lovely friend of the show and uh, I don't really know what to call him. He does so much for us. It's, it's amazing. All-round awesome all, guy. All-round, yeah, all-round awesome guy. Thank you to Rathok. Uh, he streams for us on our Twitch channel on uh, US Sundays, so that will be tomorrow if for those people wondering. And he also writes up our Nightwave uh, weekly uh, challenges. Well, he gathers all the information. Yeah, he gathers the information. I've really yeah. got to give him access to the website so he can just put it in himself. I've just got to figure out how to do that. But that's my problem. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Go on. <laughs> so, yeah, he does a lot for us. He's amazing. And he, he does. He brought this idea to me, right? Since now we have Heart of Deimos and we have the new helmet system, why not do something like a weekly, uh, what's the best weekly helmet combo change and i thought this is a fantastic idea so without further ado i would like to welcome king louis blessing beautiful it's beautiful like that's just like all my dreams just came true <laughs> right there fantabulous anyway so <laughs> yes king louis blessing new segment and we're gonna start off right away this week we got a doozy of one this one comes from lycos ct3 from our discord and he introduces the war priestess trinity where he replaces well of life with rhino's raw how is this advantageous it is very advantageous it is very advantageous because it gives her um increased damage output She's it's already fantastic. going to give you freaking health and all that other stuff. Trinity's amazing. And this mm-hmm. is a really good choice to put on her. Yeah. Um, you know, works really well for any kind of weaponry. So she can actually get in on the fight and really like scrap with the best of them. Uh, mm-hmm. freaking fantastic idea. I like the fact that it's well of life that's been replaced. You know, we've already got, uh, what's it? Her fourth Billy? What's that called? Bless. 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 Yeah, she's already got Bless, so she doesn't need two healing abilities. Um, so, you and know. Blessing's amazing. Blessing is amazing, yes. So, swap out Well of Life. I know Well of Life just recently got a buff and is better than it was before, but still, it doesn't compare to Blessing. So, out the door it goes. Slap on that Rhino's Roar. Get that awesome uh, power boost from that and really just tear shit up. Love it. <laughs> Exactly. And what makes Blessing so amazing, just so people who don't play Trinity know, it restores health and shields. Yes. And gives them a bit of uh, damage re- reduction as well. So, And does, just- doesn't it also clear up status effects? Good question. I'm pretty um, sure it clears up status effects. It probably too. does, actually. It does the, I'm pretty sure it does the whole whole, the whole, whole kit caboodle. Yeah. yeah. I don't awesome. think it gives you any immunity, though. I think it just clears Just them. clears them up. Scoop them up, throw them out the door. Bye. But anyway, back. she's she's freaking awesome, and it's um it's a lot of a lot of health that it gives you too. So yeah, yep. yay world blessing is a blessing for all. It is expensive though, hundred friggin' energy. But well, anyway. I mean, it's a fourth ability, of course it's gonna be. But anyway, throw on some. Um, uh, what's energy. her second ability again? I forgot. Uh, oh yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. something to do with energy, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. That's a weird one. <laughs> Anyways. War Priestess Trinity, if you are a fan of Trinity and just want that little bit of extra grunt to really grind those gears and crush those skulls, then try this out. It's the War Priestess. Do it. Do the thing. Yeah. Love it like us. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Reviews update. We did get one new review this week, and it was from US iTunes, and Lucas is going to read it out. Indubitably. iTunes US. Infinitely curious. Good lads are good. Five star. Weather rambles. It's 60 Fahrenheit here with interesting air due to fires on the west coast of the US. The Cephalons embody knowledge for sure. Greg and Lucas do so with a positive cheer, well-informed perspective, and admirable dedication not found in other Warframe podcasts, including DEs. They're a dependable source of info, stories, and smiles every week. An ongoing love for the collective community they built is great to see the infectious... Uh, great to see an infectious like a helmet cyst set our builders free hashtag warframe maker hashtag warframe house disco box take us away indeed that's a good review 
That's and a fantastic said really nice review. things that probably we don't deserve. Yeah. He they. Well, they. They, yeah. That the person wow. who is infinitely curious, which yes. is a great name too. Our, like our podcast is better than D's. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know. See, we can put that as a, a blurb on the box <laughs> when we sell. What box are we going to sell? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a collection Cephal- of our podcast. <laughs> Cephalon. Better than DEs. Cephalon plushies. Cephalon action figures. Yeah. Cephalon action figures. <laughs> I can hold a controller uh, with the best of them. Collect them all. <laughs> it's only two. Uh, anyway. Uh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. Appreciate. Much appreciation. Appreciation. Yay. All right. <laughs> Next up, we are at Dr. Cephalone. <laughs> Dr. Cephalone. Dr. Cephalone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful. There's too much, too much wonderfulness there. <laughs> and as I mentioned earlier, this one also comes from Surf Globe, and Surf Globe has said, <clears throat> Dear Dr. Cephalone, I've completed the star chart, killed a few liches and a few arch- a few arbitrations, done sorties gotten most frames and yet it doesn't feel like i do any damage to targets over level 50 any thoughts on ways to improve to the point that level 100 lich is not even a concern this is an interesting question yes it's very interesting because surf globe has completed the star chart which means that at the end of the star chart all of the enemies over are going to be pretty much over level 50 in arbitrations they're going to be starting at level 60 i believe in sorties they start at level 60 or level 50 level 50 yes yeah, 50-ish. You know, second level starts at 60 to 80, doesn't it? And then the last one's uh, level yeah, 100. Yeah, something like that. 80 to 100. So, obviously, you're doing damage, some damage, over level 50. But it's really hard to give you tips without understanding what it is mm. you're using and what your builds on each of those things are. I would suggest that you're potentially not optimizing your builds and that's probably the biggest area of concern. Understanding that you also were asking questions about companions, you might not understand as well that there's some synergy that you can have with your companions that will increase your damage output yeah. as well, such as the Adaza Kavat. Yes. Adaza Kavat? Critty Kitty. Yes. yes. Critty Kitty. So I think... There's probably a few things you need to take a look at. It's probably a good idea at this stage to look at the meta. Doesn't mean you have to build to the meta, but understanding why the meta works is really helpful. Take ideas from the meta. Exactly. Yeah. What, what are your advice? What's your advice there, Lucas? Uh, well, specifically here, the Surf Globe's got mentioned the ways to improve to a point that level 100 Lich is not even a concern. The thing with liches that you've got to always look out for is that that each lich will actually have specific uh, element types that they are resilient against. And that kind of goes past just their normal um, resiliencenness to attacks due to you know, the type of armor they have. Um, so when you're looking at these liches, you really got to see what their weak points are and build for their weakness. Absolutely. So that's that's kind of covering the lich specifically. So, yeah, when it comes to liches specifically, look at what they're weak against and build for that. That's what you want right there. Uh, as for the the rest of it, you know, just wanting to do more damage as a whole, um, formering weapons and and really looking towards what the meta is, taking ideas from the meta. You know, you can always shape it up however you want in the end. You don't have to do exact builds. Um, if, you know, if you're the kind of player that likes playing the meta, then sure, why not? Go ahead, play meta, be meta. But just remember, this game does have a lot of freedom in it, and there are so many different mods, so many different combinations you can throw out there to really shape things up. Um, hell, you can even use abilities to... Uh, to, to enhance damage output. Um, you know, specifically looking at Oberon Smite. If you have the um, the augment for that, which is Smite Infusion, uh, Ability Strength will actually turn the Smite Infusion into a really powerful amount of radiation damage that you can stack on top of your weapons. 
Mm. So and I think another important thing is once you're getting to that point in the game, you're really at the point in the game when using certain mods on your Warframes are not ideal, such as Vitality and Redirection. Uh, a lot of new players will rely on Vitality and Redirection because they think they really need to boost their health and shield, etc., up as high as possible. But actually over-boosting certain uh, abilities is often better. Uh, so some of those dual stat mods that you get from um, the corrupted mods, I should say, that you get from the, der the derelict, um, what are they called? Overthinking, uh, overextended, narrow sorry. Yeah, overextended, narrow-minded. Narrow-minded. Fuck, I can't even think. I think you're thinking of quick thinking, which is a, quick thinking, a which different, is right, yeah, different not, model not together. Those mods. All of those kind of mods Transient are going fortitude. to give you... Yeah. I mean, for, for example, on Trinity, the build that a lot of people will use for her EV build will reduce the duration down, but massively extend the range. And the reason for doing that is because you'll be able to give your colleagues energy really bloody quickly. So where it used to go, that's the sound effect for in, uh, Trinity's EV, just in case you didn't know. Mine goes, and just fills your, inst your energy instantly, which As means... Wow, 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 wow. Which means <laughs> Trinity does not need. She's still pretty. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Squishy. She's yeah. very squishy, which means you need to keep on top of using Bless as often as possible. Uh, and Link. You need to use Link a lot. But you've constantly got the energy to use whatever the fuck you want constantly. So you don't need to worry about having vitality and things on there. So that's another thing you probably need to do. You probably need to get rid of some of those mods you were relying on to put, to increase your damage output. Um, so that's another thing. That's, that's why looking at those meta builds will help you understand why the meta builds work. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, just quickly, Dutchie had a really good response to this in the, uh, discord. Um, he basically said, now that there's been some status changes, keep in mind that you should be building Viral Slash for Grenier, Toxin for Corpus, and Gas with Fire, or Gas or Fire, really, for the Infested. Viral gives a damage multiplier to, to Slash procs, which ignores armor. Toxin bypasses shields, and Gas Damage has a nice multiplier against most Infested and Gas and Fire procs really well for damage over time. The transfers on contact scenes since they swarm... The infested that is, it easily spreads. So keep that in mind as well. So there's some good tips. Yeah, thanks, good Dutchie. Tips are good, good job, Dutchy. Indeed. All right. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Peace has been said. Yeah, it's tricky at that level because there you really need to get into optimizing. That's what it comes down to. Yes. Yes. That brings us to the end of episode 115 of Cephalon Squared. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact to to us, with us, for any reason, you know, you should know by now to head on over to cephalonsquared.com because that's our website and has all of the cool links to places that you can get involved. Plus, of course, it's a tips and tricks website as well, in case you were wondering. It's not just a place for all of our podcasts. So we do our best. It hasn't been updated in a while, but I'm really going to get around to doing that soon. There is a massive backlog of uh, articles. <laughs> the backlog's been a backlog for six months and it just keeps <laughs> having things added to it. So yeah, I've got to get around to, to fixing that up and it will happen. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. Uh, if you'd like to support us for whatever reason, just because you like the show and you want to buy us a beer and you can't buy us a beer, so you thought, shit, how can I buy them a beer when I can't buy them a beer? <laughs> Head on over to cephalonsquared.com forward slash support. That was a weird analogy. But you know <laughs> what I mean. It was such a good one, though. <laughs> <laughs> we do like beer. I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't we say thank you to those patrons? I'll start this time because I never get to thank Jelly and some of the other people, so I'll do it. Thanks, Jellybean1799. Oh, it's Jellybug. Get it right. Thank you, Sula. <laughs> Thanks, Lord Frieson. Thank you, Danathan. Thanks, Help Up Comet. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thank you, Soundwave. Thank you, Jackson31. Thanks, Kintail. Thank you, Shazim. Thank you, Implosive underscore MKV. Thank you, Dylan Braun. Thank you, 
Solarian. Thank you, Ponytail. Thank you to the swankiest of pants, Swanky Pants. And thank you, La Dutch Master. Indeed. And it, it surprises me to no end that there are some people on that list that have been supporting us since we first opened our patron Patreon years ago. So thank you to those people in particular. I don't want to call anyone out, but um, they know who they are. But thank you for continuing to support us all over this period of time. We many, love you many, for many various reasons. Many appreciations. Indeed. My name is Greg Newbigin. I am Mad Capsules. Yes, I am. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is awesome. Love you guys so much. Keep being freaking awesome. Continue the awesomeness. Turn it up to 11. That's all I can say, yeah. Turn it up to 12. Careful. Turn it to 12. (laughs) Oh, jeez. All right. The internet can take it, says Lucas. (laughs) And thank you to Yana, Disco underscore Box, on Twitter for the intro and outro. He needs some love. Please send him some love. The filthier, the better. Actually, not too filthy. (laughs) Keep, Keep it, you know, nice. I know him personally, and I will laugh, so do what you got to do, people. (laughs) Thank you to you for listening. And we'll be back in however long it takes us to come back, which is probably a week, knowing us and our uselessness with the minis. We really need to get on that. (laughs) We really do. We absolutely need to get on that, especially before they add another bloody frame. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.